Welcome to the WIPS Podcast, inspiring and empowering women to take the stage and up their game in the public speaking arena. My name is Chantal Bosset from Shabbos, leaders for your presentation, public speaking, and AV needs. Enjoy the show. Everyone, my guest today is Katya McEwen. She's from Franklin, Kentucky, in the United States. Welcome, Katya. Hello. Thank you so much for having me, Chantal. I'm so excited to be here and talking with you today. It's same here. It will be a pleasure. And since I want to make sure my listeners get a chance to know what you're doing, what's your business? What do you do for a living? That's a great question, but do you mind if I start first with who I am? Because that's how I actually train my clients, and I don't love jumping into what I do without really telling people who I am. Okay, is that okay? That's perfect. Go ahead. Okay, that's awesome. Thank you, Chantal. And I think it's one of the very common questions. A lot of times people start with what they do, what is their business, and everything else, because we want to jump in and help our people impact them. But often we forget that people like to do business with people they know, like, and trust, right? So, right. so a lot of things, what, who am I? And what really explains best who I am is my top four core values. My four, my four top core values actually spell life. They are love, impact, freedom, and empowerment. And that, in essence, what really love, life means to me. Approach everything with love, creates a huge, amazing impact, positive impact with everyone who I meet. They don't have to be my clients. Anyone I meet outside, you know, little things like smile does a lot. You have no idea what people are going through. So impacting them in a positive way when you can. So that's what I intend to do. And that's always my intention. And freedom is one of my core values as well. And this is why I quit my job in October last year to pursue my business online. So I have a freedom of doing my business from anywhere I want. My business is completely location independent. I can travel and still impact people and empower women that I work with. So that's in essence who I am. Good for you. That's really interesting. I like the life acronym, by the way. It's really powerful. <laughs> Thank you. And it's interesting. Uh, when I was reassessing my values when we moved actually to Kentucky almost four years ago, this is where I looked at my values and it's it spelled itself. When I looked at the core values, they love, impact, freedom, empowerment, not necessarily in that order. And then when I looked at them, I'm like, oh my God, that's exactly what life means to me. And that's how it came up. Yeah. So that's great. Yeah. So now you have your business and you serve who, what type of people? So I'm sales and visibility coach. So I've been in sales for very many years. I've worked in Canada. I've worked in the largest bank in Canada. Okay. Are you familiar with that or right? So <laughs> yes. this is where I learned a lot of skills, a lot of sales skills, a lot of management skills. I used to manage very large branch in Kitchener Waterloo area. So if listeners are from Canada, they would know where it is. And I learned so much in that organization. It was absolutely incredible. And in my current business, what I do, I help ambitious entrepreneurs to start and grow location, profitable location independent business. 
whatever location independence means to them. Because a lot of times when people hear location independent, they immediately think nomad lifestyle, but it doesn't have to be. You're because right. Location independent is for me when I want to do business from my home office where I am right now talking to Chantal, <laughs> this is what location independence means to me. If I want to do it from a coffee shop, from a local coffee shop, because I don't want to be stuck in my house all day, I can do that too. That's right. I travel a lot. So when I travel, as long as I have Wi-Fi, I can do business and I can still serve my clients. So I serve predominantly ambitious women. And it is, and it's not that I don't like to work with men. I do work with men as well. However, I'm so passionate about helping women because we as women are so critical of ourselves. Oh, and yeah. I, and I love it along the way. We're our biggest critics. And uh, one of the things for women, which is huge, which is not predominant in men a lot, is imposter syndrome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so That's right. And it's uh, women. Uh, yes, men suffer with imposter syndrome too, but not to the extent of women. And that's why I'm so passionate to help women to get visible online and really share their message, share their gifts, share their genius so people can find them. Because a lot of times I love sales, but I can teach you a lot about sales. I can practice with you discovery calls. I can do a lot of things with sales. I can give you all kinds of conversation starters or what's not. And however, if you're not visible, nobody can find you. You cannot make that call, right? So you cannot <laughs> engage with your clients. That's why when I started, I was planning to go into sales only. And then I'm like, well, but if I can't help people to be visible so they actually their ideal clients can find them, right? So then there is no point for me training them on sales. They don't have anyone to talk to, right? <laughs> so that's how it kind of was born. And that's why I call myself sales and visibility coach, mentor, strategist, consultant. I actually do all the roles. And for some people, if they don't uh, understand what's the difference between coach and consultant, for example, there is a huge difference, right? So it's not the same. It's definitely not the same. And a lot of when people just start in business and when they hire in coaches and then they get disappointed because they don't think their coach did their job. But I want listeners to really think about it because the coach job is to guide you into self-discovery so the coach is guiding you and figuring out okay what is that that you need to do how and so on so pretty much as a guide consultant is very different consultant is pretty much is going to come on the new business and say okay let me look at your business this is what's working this is what's not working this is what we could leave and this is what we need to change, right? So, and you have more of a list of to dos and actions, That's you it. know, and implementation. So, a lot of times people call themselves coaches, but they're not necessarily doing just a coach. That's why I don't like just say that I'm a coach because I do all the things and strategies is important too. So, you're right. We, I work with everything, I work with coaching where I need to, where I need to guide you. But I also work with, okay, let's look what's working, what's not working, and what do we need to change. There is a little bit of a consultant there, depending on the clients. And, of course, the strategist, where we'll look at the strategy when we need to start incorporating strategies, depending on what kind of part of the journey I meet my clients. That's right. That resonates with me because I work almost the same way as you do with my own clients because it's all 
a huge mix of everything depending on what are their needs, where they want to go. So I can understand that. And being in sales, you probably have to speak to people a lot, but would you still consider yourself more outspoken or shy? Or, or as I found out to this date with the podcast, is that a lot of women say they're a mix of in-between. So where are you on that scale? That's a great question. Believe it or not, I'm actually an introvert, but I'm outgoing introvert. Okay. So I, when, I, when I was growing up, I was incredibly shy. Incredibly shy. And however, I always had a great sense of humor and I had, you know, great personality. And however, I was shy and I am an introvert. Um, when I'm saying I was going introvert, I love people. I do love talking to people. Yes. But I can't take too much of people. And, and specifically when, uh, if I go to the big, large events, I have to prepare myself mentally every day because it just drains my energy. The difference between introvert and extrovert is that introverts when they communicate with people, talk to too many people, it drains their energy. Yeah. And, I, you know, an extrovert actually gains energy from talking to people. So yeah, they're kind of fueled. The more they yes. see, the more pumped they are to continue, which, yeah, it's not everyone that will feel like that. Yeah. And I love talking to people and clients. I love more one-on-one or smaller groups. This is where I absolutely thrive. And this is what gives me a lot of energy. That's why I love working with my clients one-on-one or in membership setting or mentorship settings or in group settings. So that's, uh, that's what I love. However, I still need to, even for myself, to plan my day that I don't have one day when I have seven meetings with my clients and I'm completely drained of energy. You're right. I need to have my own space and I need to recharge just by myself. So you're kind of, many women I spoke to to this day, you're a mixed breed that you do need your quiet moments, which it does make sense, I guess. But I like your definition of being introvert. It brings a new dimension to it. So that's interesting. And when did you start public speaking? Uh, that's, a good, uh, that's a good question. So a lot of public speaking that I do right now, mostly is online and on video. I don't do too much are like, you know, face-to-face, even so I love it, right? So, but at, my, at this point, because I work with a lot of clients online, and because I travel a lot, that is by choice. I do it online mostly. And that um, still is public speaking because yeah. you have to interact sometimes with groups, sometimes with only one or a couple of people. But I want to make sure our listeners realize public speaking is as soon as we have to address our message to even a small crowd, a small group or a large crowd. And it, it doesn't have to be in a huge venue it is with within the web right now, like we do many times a week these days. Yeah, absolutely. And I actually teach live video as well. I have a boot camp that's starting on Monday and I teach live video and I do a lot of live videos and I love it. I absolutely love live video. It made huge difference in my life. It made huge difference in my clients' lives. And if you think about live video, it's perfect for introverts. So if you're one of those people who are shy, if whoever is listening right now, if you're introvert and you don't like to go to networking events, then try live video or just video. 
you will find such a huge difference in your business. It's is amazing. that how you started that you made sure that you started with video? Is that what made you comfortable to start it? Uh, with public speaking? No, yeah. I started public speaking back in my corporate job. So okay. I had a lot of uh, public speaking in a corporate job. I also been uh, part of the Toastmasters and okay. I even was a VP of education there. It's one of their, you know, executive roles. And <laughs> if you were thinking about Toastmasters, I just want to uh, let everyone know it's an absolutely amazing organization to learn public speaking. Now, what I would suggest if you're new, don't jump in the roles like VP of education and everything else because it's a lot of work on top of everything <laughs> else you need to do. So think carefully because you, before you do it. I totally enjoyed it. I loved when I was doing it. And I was full-time there in, Bray, uh, in a mid-management position with the largest bank in Canada. But at the same time, Danto's Master was VP of education involved in other charities as well. So that's where I did the public speaking mostly. Okay. And during that time, did you have any, let's call them challenging experience uh, or experiences that you would be willing to share so listeners can learn about it a little bit? Oh, absolutely. Uh, With public speaking, and especially if you're not comfortable, like before, even working in corporate, I wasn't very comfortable speaking in front of the larger crowd. And that was so interesting I had no problem speaking in front of the team of 20 people, leading meetings, uh, you know, inspiring people, empowering people. I had no problem doing that. But when I would get in front of the large uh, crowd, one thing that was completely, it was mental. I always say it's mental. Thing. <laughs> it's all that I said. It was mental. If, uh, if somebody puts me on a podium, I would freeze. And I'll give you this example. We had this big event. And it was all about investments because I worked for the bank That's at the time. And it was about investment. It was a beautiful golf course. And I was supposed to, I think I was supposed to open the event. And I said to them at the, at the beginning, okay, do you mind if I just have a microphone? Because I used to teach. I was a teacher. So I'm very comfortable with just talking and walking and being right there right. with interaction. I have no problem doing that. You put me on a podium, I'm done. <laughs> so they put me on a podium. Oh no. <laughs> they put me on a podium with the microphone. And even so, I had a notes in front of me because sometimes people think it's easier. And it's just different. We all work differently. And I don't remember what I said. I mumbled something. It was, it was like, you know, crowd of very, you know, um, high income, high net worth people. And we talked about uh, the saving grace was there was something about the weather and I talked about the weather and hockey and that we're not going to hold them too long. But that was a a little bit of a disaster. I completely forgot what I was supposed to say. And it's sad that they put you on a podium because your natural way of walking the room would have been way better for the audience to start with. Mm-hmm. But what did you learn from that experience? There's uh, always a learning. You know Absolutely. I always say there is never a failure. There is only wins or learnings. So there is yes. only two things. We either learn or we win. That, and that's my personal opinion and I stick to it. Okay. <laughs> so what did I learn from that? I learned to ask. And really insist, you know, you have to ask, you know yourself so much better than anybody else does, right? So, 
And for me, uh, the room wasn't too big. And I think the reason they couldn't do that because the mic was like kind of attached to podium or something. I can't remember. Oh, no. It wasn't like, you know, but I speak loud enough. I couldn't do that. And another thing, prepare, right? So make sure that you prepare and and then just go with the flow. That I'm very good at. Even so, I forgot what I was supposed to say. I still said something. Right? That's so right. I did. I still said something. I made a joke, you know. And <laughs> you just go with the flow. And, and one of the biggest lessons that I learned from all of the years with public speaking videos and everything else is that people actually relate to you better when they see that you struggle on a little bit when you completely oh, yeah. perfect when you completely perfect they cannot relate to that you're but right this is why people love live video why do you think people love live, live video because sometimes your phone will ring your dog will run in your child will come in whatever it is <laughs> like a reality show people love the live video so it's because they can relate to imperfections, right? So, and absolutely. If you are wondering and worried about the public speaking and you really want to start doing it because you know how important it is for your business and whatever kind of way you do it, uh, just start doing it in small, like literally small tidbits, you know, like literally small things. Start thinking about, okay, maybe I can talk to the not the room to two people at the same time, then increase it to three people at the same time. That's right. And so on and so forth. You know, live video, go on live video and just introduce yourself. Talk about that. Talk about who you are and or talk about the topics that interest you. And you will find your voice. Like with anything with public speaking, it's all about practice and consistency. Because yes. when you do that, you will find your voice. Right. So even if you think, well, I have no idea what to talk about, <laughs> you will find your voice. You always do. And one thing I do want to hammer a little bit on when you mentioned that I learned I need to ask questions. That is one important thing I always tell speakers. You know what? You're allowed to ask more questions about the room, the setting. You're allowed to have some requests. So you will make your talk more impactful so please listeners remember that ask questions make yourself comfortable and as Katya mentioned also prepare but besides that I'm sure you also have a couple or at least one great memory something that comes to mind that you said oh that was such a great experience you mind talking to us about it yeah, absolutely. It's actually a recent experience and interesting that you ask me. It's from mid-April and that experience was actually on a live video and uh, that was uh, one of my friends, very good friends, knows and she learned the video from me and I've been coaching her as well. And she asked me to really do the presentation in front of her team uh, of online marketers. Mm -hmm. And I was extremely busy doing a lot of other things. I was preparing lunch for something else. And I was keep saying, Tammy, it's the wrong time, man. You know, can't we do it in two weeks and three weeks and all <laughs> that stuff? And I'm like, it's really not a good time for me right now. And she's like, no, we need to do it this week on Friday. Okay. Just for me, can you please do that? And it was funny because she almost twisted my arm 
but I was promoting, I was not only just doing the presentation, I was promoting my boot camps that started this Monday, right? So, and my excuses were, well, I never promote that early. It's more than months away. <laughs> uh, I have another product that's coming out, you know, this Friday or next Friday. I need to focus on that. And I came up with all kinds of excuses. And she's like, well, can you just do it for me? And I'm like, okay, I'll do it for you. Okay. <laughs> So here is the experience, and it is on live video. I'm talking about all of the ins and outs and different tips on how people can engage with the audience and build the tribe and all of that stuff. And this is how my live video starts before I press the button. I sit down normally when I do my live videos, and I have my water on the floor instead of the table, and I spill all my water on the floor no. <laughs> right before pressing the broadcast button. And I grab the pillow so I can put it on the floor so my feet at least not in the water, right? <laughs> so my feet are on the pillow. And I'm thinking to myself, here is a sign, you know. Okay, it's not going really good way. So here is a sign, but I'm going to do it. And I came on and it was the best experience, the best lives, the best engagement we ever had. It was interview type. Okay, so okay. she's interviewing me. She was asking me questions. Audience was asking me questions, and then we were and then we were helping them to understand. And people wanted more, so they, if they want more, this is what they can do: boot camp and everything else. And it was such a great experience because I wasn't my element. I never was worried about anything. Of course, I was prepared. I always have notes in front of me. That's right. And I suggest is don't write everything. Don't write essay if you have a note. Just have a bullet points mm -hmm. because otherwise you'll be reading, right? So and it's not going to be natural. <laughs> so and it was an amazing experience. The energy was there. People were engaged. She was incredible, like, you know, as an interviewer as well. So it was an incredible experience from that perspective. But not only that, if you're looking back, I sold 10 spots on this live video in 90 minutes. Right? That's so, awesome. So it, means it doesn't need to start it in the perfect way. You're proof that you can have an amazing experience and also an amazing impact because usually if you're able to have people hop in on what you want to sell, it's because you had an impact on them. So that's yeah. wonderful. But the biggest thing is when we get online or offline, a lot of people are afraid to give too much value because they heard from coaches, they always will say, well, don't give everything for free. That's right. Give stuff back. You know, tell them what. Charge for how. Yes, there is truth to that. There is. But you know what? I'm an overgiver. To me, for person, yes, I can give a lot of stuff for free. And trust me, those people who are getting it for free, most of the time, they don't pay attention as much as when they start paying. Absolutely. Some people, some people pay, they pay attention. So don't be afraid to overgive unless there is super specific secrets and all of the strategies that you don't want to give for free. I totally understand it. But you can always provide a lot of value. And when you provide a lot of value, like on this specific broadcast that I was doing interview, I provided so much value. I gave them so much and they will keep asking me questions. And I'm like, okay, I'll give you that as well. I'll give you that as well. <laughs> so they were like, oh my God, she's given so much for free. I can't even imagine what she's going to train us when we join for you know, paid program. So that is one of the things that I don't agree with a lot of people. When you start in, you know what, just give. 
provide value, find your audience, you will find your voice, but provide as much value as you can. Oh, absolutely. I do agree with you because one important thing you mentioned, and it's absolutely 100% true, if people have it for free, either they don't pay attention enough or they just don't implement it. They get busy with life and everything and they, they just don't, don't put it in practice. So that's very valuable. And um, I would be interested to know what would be one other tip tip you would have to empower women to take the stage more confidently in your, and you can relate more to online since you do a lot of online, but something that people can apply and realize that, yeah, I do have the power to do this. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the biggest things that differentiate when I actually work with my clients or students is that I will tell everyone when I work with, you need to be you. Mm-hmm. You just need to be you and do you. And a lot of times, a lot of testimonials from my clients when I ask them, and one of them is actually now um, best-selling author. And I actually want to tell this story because I want to empower all the listeners, okay? And her example, and you know her actually, I'm not going to say the name, but you know. <laughs> Her example is so powerful because I met this woman on Twitter. Okay. We met on Twitter and then we connected on Skype and she was so video shy and was afraid of the camera that she would not even turn on camera on Skype. Okay. So I had my camera on. She did not. Okay. We had an amazing conversation. I invited her to my private Facebook group. And at that time, I done thirty day, uh, thirty day. Uh, it was a thirty days video challenge. So for thirty days, you know, people were doing the videos and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I like heard that. about that one. Yeah. So and with that, so from there, she's actually now best-selling author, and she even did the recognition. She put my name in a book because she said that I actually gave her permission to be herself. That's and right. it's such an important thing because a lot of times when we're doing public speaking, doesn't matter video or, you know, live, a lot of times you want to be completely perfect in your makeup, your hair is perfect and everything else. And when I worked with this particular woman, I, I said to her, well, you go to grocery shopping. Do you do grocery shopping? Yeah. Do you always completely perfect with your makeup <laughs> when you go grocery shopping? No. Well, so what's the difference if you're on a video and you're just being yourself? Why do you, if you are naturally don't wear too much makeup, right? So stop listening to the people who are saying to you, you need to have more makeup on video because it will amplify you more. Be you and do you. And this is how she became really comfortable on video. And she helped to promote her book on video as well. And it's just amazing. I love talking about this story because it gives me goosebumps. Because for someone oh, wow. who was so shy, camera shy, that they wouldn't even do it on a Skype, or, you know, at the time we talked on Skype or Zoom, but it was Skype at that time. And she wouldn't even turn on camera for her to be doing and using video all the time now in her business and becoming number one and best selling after as well. That's so great. for everyone who is listening, I just want you to take imperfect action. Just think about that, you know, the version 1.0 is always better than 0.0. 
<laughs> oh, I love that one. <laughs> and imperfect action is always better than no action. Yes. And remember, there is no failures. There is only learning. So you can only learn from whatever you're doing. So, so what if you will stumble on words? Hey, guys, I speak Russian, you know, so you can hear my accent. So because I was born in Russia. So I always say I speak Ranglish. It's <laughs> Russian. So, so what? Like today I was doing live video in one of my paid groups and I couldn't come up with a word dresser. I said, this sin behind me, guys, help me with an English word. <laughs> no, just be you, right? So be you and that's what will attract people and just take one step at a time, but do the action. So if I can empower anyone right now who's listening, just take that one step. Take that one step and then next step and then next step and have a consistent action. It doesn't have to be perfect. That is so powerful, Katya. I really, really appreciate that. And I'm sure the listeners will have appreciated too. Thank you so much. And we'll make sure that we post the links with uh, underneath the players so they will be able to find you. You have your Facebook page and you have your website. And I encourage them to go and seek you out because you have a lot of value to anyone that would want to work online. So I do thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it very much. And we'll keep in touch and I'll make sure the listeners connect with you. Yeah, that's fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please tell us what you think by commenting and even share with your own networks to inspire and empower others to do public speaking. 